Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, January 24, 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Neil Diamond, Elton John, Tracy Ellis Ross, Fat Joe, Shakira, Nancy Pelosi, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I did the same things over and over, until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Five million adults in America have high blood pressure and are at risk of having a stroke or heart attack. You may not feel symptoms, but the results from uncontrolled blood pressure are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to LowerYourHBP.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its High Blood Pressure Awareness Partners. Hi, I'm Britney Spears. I've had the pleasure of singing all over this great nation, but today I'm lending my voice to the 15 million kids in America struggling with hunger. Every year, billions of pounds of excess food go to waste, while one in five children may be left without enough food for a meal. But it doesn't have to be this way. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks helps to get food to families in need. Visit feedingamerica.org to learn how you can help. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. This is That's Entertainment, eighth year here on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, if you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the top of the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash That's Entertainment Radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And you can also follow, follow me on Instagram. Just type in T Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 42 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's currently on the phone lines in the chat room. Thank you again for tuning in on this Wednesday afternoon. And uh, again, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number one. Well, you know, it is award season. We just finished doing uh, the SAG Awards, which was on Sunday night. Uh, right now, we got the Grammys that's coming up this Sunday night. And uh, yesterday, Tuesday afternoon, or Tuesday morning, rather, they just announced the Oscar nominees. So uh, the award season is coming into full swing. Uh, lots to talk about. Uh, speaking of awards, uh, the award season we uh, there's still some uh, backlash as far as the Oscars goes. You remember back about around two years ago with that whole hashtag Oscar So White? Well, I mean, 
this year they had made some nominees of uh, African-American artists like Mary J. Bly, Jordan Pill, who were nominated this year. But the only other ethnic groups that weren't even mentioned or nominated at all was Asians and Latinos. Uh, I'll tell you more about that. Also this week, you know, our our, our legends, our rock legends are uh, now um, feeling the effects of their age as well as their health. And we have two rock legends this week that's talking about retiring. We're talking about Neil Diamond, and there has been alleged that Elton John might be retiring. I'll tell you more about that. Also, the latest rapper to talk about uh, his beef with the president, uh, Fat Joe, has his uh, remarks why uh, he has an issue with President Trump. Also, our girl Shakira is under investigation. She's the latest celebrity that's uh, been called out for not paying her taxes. I'll tell you more about that. And Nancy Pelosi, House Minority Leader, is telling drag queens they better work. I'll tell you what she means. Well, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. All right. Well, Neil Diamond has not only canceled the next leg of his uh, 50th anniversary tour, but he also announced that he would be retiring from touring. The decision was made after the 76-year-old was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, a neurological disorder with no cure. Although he would no longer be hitting the road, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducted singer plans to remain active in writing, recording, and other projects for a long time to come. His announcement surely shocked and saddened all of his fans, but many of them respected his decision and said that he would still support the singer. The singer who turns actually 77 today, today is his birthday, happy birthday, Neil Diamond. He was supposed to kick off the uh, Australian leg of his tour in March, now that he has announced his retirement, the tour dates have been canceled. Diamond will also be presented with the Lifetime Achievement Award by the Recording Academy at the Grammys Awards this Sunday. Um, I, You know, Neil Diamond is a little before my time, but I remember some of his hits from the 80s. You know, he's known for hits like Sweet Caroline and Love on the Rocks. That's how I was I got familiar with Neil Diamond. Um, it's sad, you know, he, you know, he's been doing this for 50 years, and now that, um, you know, his health has come into play, unfortunately, he's stepping down, and, you know, we're finding a lot of our, our legends, our rock stars that are decide to uh, retire due to health issues. Another one that has been thinking about calling it quits is Elton John. He's calling it quits after 50 years on the road. A British newspaper, The Daily Mirror, reported that the music legend will retire from performing live after one final world tour. Now, Elton John, who is also 70, He's set to announce his decision today at a joint press conference here in New York and London, which will also be live-streamed on the musician's website. The singer representative will not confirm the report before the press conference. The Rocket Man singer had recently struggled with health issues. During a South American tour last year, John contracted a rare bacterial infection that landed the musician in the hospital and caused him to cancel several Las Vegas show dates. The retirement will also allow uh, would would allow John to spend more time with his husband David Furnish and their two sons Elijah and Zachary. However, Furnish told Music Week last year that Elton must never stop performing and that a retirement would be purgatory for the singer. John's Las Vegas residency at Caesar Palace will end after nearly six years in May. And this is according to his website. The star is also set to perform a duet with Miley Cyrus at the Grammy Awards on Sunday and will host a Grammy Salute concert in his honor the following Tuesday at Madison Square Garden. 
John has sold over 300 million albums and record more than 50 top 40 hits, making him one of the best-selling artists of all time. And you know those hits, Rocket Man, Betty and the Jets, um, you know, Candle in the Wind, all those great hits. And uh, here, another again, another rock legend is thinking about retiring due to health issues. Um and it's sad because, you know, if we knew about Prince before he died, you know, with his issues with his health, you know, he kept very quiet when it came to his health. If he had just shared it with the with the world and with his fan, maybe, you know, he would still been around a little longer, you know. Um Michael Jack Michael Jackson Prince wasn't that old, but you know, they had health issues and they still are rock and roll legends. But um yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see what happens. But he is supposed to be, he's due to do a press conference here in New York today. Tracy Ellis Ross has clarified reports that she may be back, backing out of uh, Blackish. The actress took to Twitter last Saturday to confirm that despite chatter that suggests otherwise, she had not made any threats to cut down her screen time on the ABC sitcom amid a pay discrepancy with co-star Anthony Anderson. Ross was referring to a Hollywood Reporter article that last week claimed that the actress was considering cutting back her screen time if she didn't get a raise that would put her on part with Anderson, who was reportedly earning significant more money. The claim, part of a larger story about women fighting Hollywood pay gap, suggests that Ross plans to make up the pay different by appearing on other TV shows. The report speculates that the reason Anderson was earning more could be because he also served as an executive producer and has been involved in the show since the early development stages. In her statement, Ross wrote that she never threatened to leave and that none of the quotes from the article came from her directory. Whew. Because, you know, and, 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 you know, just like last week with um, actress Michelle Williams and uh, Mark Wahlberg, you know, they had to redo all those scenes for that, the the movie, All the Money in the World. And what was so ironic, you know, Mark and Michelle are under the same agency. They, they are both represented by the same agency. Whereas Mark was getting what what was one point five one point three million to redo all his scenes, I could forget I forget the amount. While Michelle was only getting a measly a couple of thousand, so it wasn't Mark's fault. But you know, Michelle agent agent the her who who was the people that was representing her. They messed up. They dropped the ball. So, but Mark was nice enough to uh, donate his earnings uh, to, you know, to let people know that, you know, I'm not selfish. You know, I'm I'm gonna do the right thing as well. Right now we have uh, 13 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Uh, If you are joining Blog Talk Radio for the first time and you're just interested in finding or you just happen to scroll along and and just stumbled upon my show, welcome. If you want to know what's going on in the world of Hollywood or entertainment and you want to know more about the show, just make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way uh, it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Fat Joe got beef with uh, the Commander-in-Chief. We all know that's Trump. The Bronx-born rapper, whose real name is Jose Cartagena, he explained yesterday, on Tuesday, why his new song, Pick It Up, kicks off with the lyrics, F. Trump. Now, Fat Joe said on BuzzFeed AM to DM show that uh, he said, quote, he left my people in Puerto Rico, people still don't have power, he disrespected Haiti just last week and Africa, unquote. Now, Trump has been roundly criticized for his response to the devastation left in Puerto Rico in the wake of Hurricane Maria, even though he gave himself a 10 out of 10. Uh, and earlier this month, Trump reportedly referred to Haiti, El Salvador, and African nations as shithole countries. 
the All the Way Up rapper has been a vocal critic of the president, but his activism goes far beyond talk. Fat Joe has helped coordinate aid shipments, sending bare necessities like water and food to the island, as well as lent his voice to Lin-Manuel Miranda's benefit single. Now, Fat Joe told AM to DM that his lyrics give a voice to the opinion of the people and that speaking truth to power is what hip-hop is all about. Fat Joe is far from the first rapper to rail against President Trump. Jay-Z told BBC Radio 1 in September that Trump is not a sophisticated man and had nothing but disrespect for the president. And Eminem also expressed his disgust for Trump in a freestyle that went viral after airing at last year's BET Awards. My girl Shakira is under investigation uh, by Spanish authorities for allegedly failing to pay income taxes from 2012 to 2014. The Hip Don't Lie singer reported a move from the Bahamas to Barcelona in 2015 with boyfriend Gerard and their two sons, but tax authorities believe she was already living in Barcelona. Now, prosecutor Jose Miguel Company said Tuesday that a decision on whether to press charges is expected in mid-June. Anna Forastier, a spokeswoman for auditing firm PwC, said that Shakira had hired the company during the investigation. In late December, Shakira postponed her El Dorado world tour until June. My girl Shakira, the latest in uh, when it comes to celebrities not paying their taxes. Hopefully, she can get that straightened out. And Nancy Pelosi says, "Snap, snap, you better work." That's right. The House Minority Leader will appear as a guest judge on the upcoming season of RuPaul Drag Race All Stars. Pelosi tweeted last Thursday that she had a fabulous time taping the show and wished good look, good luck to all the queens. The drag queen competition feature, features contestants from RuPaul Drag Race competing for a place in the show Hall of Fame. Other celebrity judges set to appear on the All-Stars include singer Vanessa Hutchins, Titus Burgess of Netflix, Unbreakable Kimmy Smith, former Spice Girl Emma Bunton, and actress Kristen Chenoweth. Uh, Pelosi agreed to judge the show as a show of solidarity and support for the LGBT community, and this is according to the Washington Post. Season 3 of All-Star premieres tomorrow, January 25th on VH1. And Billy Bush wants to concentrate on a new path. The former Today Show host, who was fired 15 months ago by NBC after a 2005 recording featuring him laughing along as now President Trump lewdly bragged about women reemerged, said he devoted himself to self-help work and discovering new ways to mature since his ousting. Bush told People Magazine there's a term for what he did, and it's called bystander abuse. He said by not doing anything, you are endorsing the moment, and he said he has to live with that. Bush had largely kept a low profile since the recording emerged featuring Trump infamously when he boasts that women let him grab him by the peas since he's a star. And Bush, who later apologized, mainly laughed along as Trump speaks in the clip, but is also seen ogling over Days of Our Lives star Ariane Zucker. Now, instead of planning play, uh, planning a comeback to TV, Bush, who is now 46, is con- uh, he's doing he's working on his uh, two-year-old liquor company called Beach Whiskey. Now, this is according to People Magazine. He said he's a changed man since the scandal, but uh, this is what he said. Uh, he said, "Quote: I had some growing up to do anyway in life." I did so much exploring and figuring out I'm a deeper person and I'm happy about using my knowledge for good purpose, unquote. Losing his job isn't the only hardship Bush had endured in recent months. He and his wife, Sidney Davis, decided to take a break last summer after nearly 20 years of marriage, though he remained optimistic their relationship will eventually find its next leg. He and Davis have three daughters together. Bush said he's hopeful the world would be a better place for women by the time his kids get jobs due to the widespread Me Too movement. 
Now, Bush isn't the only high-profile figure to be fired from this day's show in the past year and a half. Matt Lauer was asked by the Peacock Network last November after he was accused of inappropriate sexual behavior. Bush has been hosting the third hour today, a time slot that now is led by Megyn Kelly. And last month, Bush confirmed in a piece he wrote for the New York Times that Trump did indeed make those lewd comments about women after the Times reported that the president had questioned the legitimacy of the 2005 recording. And say bye-bye-bye to those hopes and dreams of an insane Super Bowl reunion Joey Fantone said it's not happening. The singer crushed the dreams of fans everywhere Tuesday when he told TMZ while wearing an NSYNC shirt, no less, that he and J.C. Chavez, Lance Bass, and Chris Kirkpatrick will not be teaming up during Justin Timberlake's Super Bowl halftime show. The apparent confirmation was disappointing for fans who had been cautiously hoping Super Bowl 52 might serve up a healthy dose of 90s nostalgia. Fantone himself hinted at a reunion back in October, telling TMZ that if it's right, we'll do it. The boy band last shared a stage in 2013 at the MTV Video Awards when Chavez, Bass, Fantone, and Kirkpatrick performed Bye 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 with Timberlake during his solo set. Reps for all five band members did not comment. NSYNC isn't the only potential reunion that had tongues wagging. Timberlake performance poses a potential redemption for Janet Jackson, too. Ja- uh, Janet Jackson and Timberlake, they shared the Super Bowl halftime stage in 2004, which quickly went down as one of the most infamous performances of all time after Timberlake accidentally exposed Janet breasts. The singer said last week that he and Janet had made peace since Nipplegate, and sources told E! News in October that Jackson would not be joining him on stage. Timberlake is slated to perform February 4th in Minneapolis when the New England Patriots take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. And Netflix decision to cut ties with Kevin Spacey after uh, his multiple accusation of sexual assault cost the company millions. The, st- uh, the streaming service earning report include a four-quarter loss of $39 million for unreleased content they decide not to move forward with, calling it an unexpected expense. Now, while the report didn't specify which project had been asked, a source told the New York Daily News that the costs were associated with Spacey's productions. The Emmy-winning actor was cut from the long-running House of Cards in which he starred as President Frank Underwood after Anthony Rapp accused Spacey of making an unwanted sexual advance towards him when he was just 14. Multiple men have since accused Spacey of assault, including eight Netflix employees who said Spacey created a toxic work environment. House of Cards will return for a sixth and final season without Spacey. Netflix also killed a movie starring Spacey as writer Gore Vidal. Scotland Yard recently announced that it has opened a third investigation into sexual assault allegations against Spacey. And the diversity debate is still taking center stage for the Oscars yet again this year. The Academy announced its award nomination Tuesday, and while many gains were made, industry watchers said more milestones are needed. Jordan Peele made history as the first black filmmaker ever nominated for the Trafica of the trifecta of directing and writing and as producer of Best Picture in one year. His horror masterpiece, Get Out, also scored a Best uh, Actor nomination for Daniel Kaluuya. Now, uh, other firsts include Rachel Morrison, the first woman nominated for Best Cinematography for Mudbound, her counterparts in the acclaimed movie about the Deep South, Dee Reese, was the first black woman nominated for Best Adopting Screenplay. Altogether, four actors of color were nominated this year, down from seven last year. Denzel Washington and Kaluuya, they uh, both scored Best Actor nod for their work uh, in uh, Roman, uh, Roman J. Uh, Israel Esquire and Get Out. Mary J. Bly received a Best Supporting Actress nod for Mudbound, along with a nomination for Best Song, Mighty River, in the same film. Octavia Spencer was nominated for Best Supporting Actress in The Shape of Water, which led all movies with 13 nominations, including Best Picture. Lady Bird director Greta Gerwig became only the fifth woman nominated for Best Director, and of the remaining 16 nominees in the main act- acting category, all were white. 
Asian and Latino actors were completely shut out. So there's still work to be done. Uh, you know, since the 2000, I think that was 2015, when the president of the uh, association for the Motion Picture uh, Association said that uh, that they were working on it because back then the people that vote on these movies was like 75% white men. So they, she said that they were gradually trying to change that, you know, having even actors of color to be part of the board, to be part of that uh, dynamics when it comes to voting for uh, more uh, people of color in these, in these categories. So uh, we'll see what happens. Right now we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour coming up. We have, uh, you know, Richard Simmons, he's been, you know, a wall, I guess you can say. Uh, he hasn't been seen for a while. And last year uh, there was reports that uh, uh, there was rumors alleged that he was going into hiding, that he was being abused by his housekeeper, uh, that he was going uh Uh, He was doing a a sex change operation, allegedly. Well, he has uh, resurfaced, but uh, apparently he wants a judge to reject or at least slim down the 221,000 legal fees that was demanded by the American media for the court battle over claims that the fitness guru had uh, did a shocking sex swap surgery. I'll tell you more about that. Um, as we was talking about the Oscars earlier, well, there's going to be far and fewer phones backstage at this year's Oscar. They're making some quite a few changes after that mishap last year with the, announcing the Best Picture winner, and I'll tell you what they're planning on doing about it. Also, uh, if you have children that was born in the mid-'90s, who used to watch uh, Teletubbies. Well, one of the actors who was playing Tinky Winky, he has died. I'll tell you uh, what happened to him. And uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, they finally gave announced the name of their uh, daughter. You probably heard by now what her name is um, and how people had, well, fans had mixed reactions uh, over the name. Also, um, one-time Jersey Shore reality star Michael The Situation Sarantino, he and his brother just pleaded guilty to tax charges. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere.
Tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. We have 28 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from Bruno Mars featuring Cardi B and Finesse. All right, before we went to the uh, music break, I was uh, telling you about the with uh, Richard Simmons. Um, apparently, he apparently he wants a judge to reject or at least slim down the 221,000 in legal fees demanded by American media for their court battle over claims the fitness guru had shocking sex swap surgery. Now, Richard Simmons, who's 69, sued the company last May, claiming last May claiming that the National Enquirer and Radar Online title libeled him. A Los Angeles judge struck down the complaint a few months later, and American media filed paperwork to recoup its attorney fees. A hearing on the fee is set for next week. In his motion opposing the fee, uh, Johnson said that the 221000 figure billed 440 hours of work for the filing of an anti-slap motion that turned on one issue, whether being falsely identified as transgender uh, is defam- uh, defamatory per se. Now, the lawyer said that the whopping bill included a duplicate work and it should be tossed in its entirety or reduced to no more than 120 hours of work. And there's going to be fewer phones backstage at this year's Oscar. Uh, when Faye Dunaway and uh, Warren Betty incorrectly announced that La La Land was the Best Picture winner at the 2017 Academy Awards, only to be told moments later that Moonlight, in fact, was the actual winner, everyone from the stars of the audience in the theater to the millions of viewers at home were shocked and confused. But this year, PricewaterhouseCooper, the accounting firm tasked with Oscar envelope security for 83 years, is instituting a few new rules to ensure it doesn't happen again. One of the rules is that they're going to be switching partners. The two PWC partners responsible for the envelope fiasco at last year's award ceremony, Brian Cullinan and Martha Ruiz, they have not been invited back. But the Associated Press reported that instead Rick and Rosas who was previously in charge of the envelope for 14 years, they will be back at it. And Tim Ryan's PWC senior partner and U.S. chairman will be on site himself to oversee the evening. They also talk about no phone zone. They said that the staff behind the scenes at the 90th Annual Academy Award had been banned from using their phones and all forms of social media. It's believed that last year Cullinan was distracted from his job when he took a picture of Emma Stone and posted it to, to his Twitter account and at about the same time he was handing off the wrong envelope for best picture. Also, they're going to do extra support. Typically, a one PWC partner is on each side of the Oscar stage, but this year there will be a third in the show's control room with producers, just in case. Each partner will have a copy of every envelope and a, uh, a memorized list of winners. They'll be present at rehearsal and will take part in their own drills in the event of another disastrous moment. And they're going to do double checks. The presenters will be involved in the TWC attention to detail this year. Uh, Before they walk out onto the stage, the presenter and the stage manager will each confirm that they're holding the correct envelope. At the 2017 award, Betty and Donaway were handed a duplicate Best Actress envelope that read Emma Stone, La La Land, instead of Moonlight. And the the actor that, uh, that was famous for playing Tinky Winky on the BBC children's series Teletubbies has died. He was only 52 years old. Uh, Simon Shelton Mars, who played the purple character who had a triangle on his head, who carried a red magic handbag. Now, Barnes died of hypothermia in Liverpool on January 17. This is according to the Daily Mail. The Teletubbies were watched by about 1 billion children in more than 120 countries and 45 languages. 
Barnes began playing Tinky Winky in 1997, replacing another actor. The kids' show was targeted by the Reverend Jerry Falwell, who in 1999 claimed that Barnes' character color and symbol on the top of his head was referenced to gay pride and were damaging children. Now, Barnes considered the question of Tinky Winky's sexuality to be ridiculous, telling The Guardian that the character is supposed to be a three-year-old, so the question is really quite silly. Now, Barnes, he was a trained dancer and choreographer. He also worked as a photographer. He was married to actress Emma Robbins, with whom he shared three children. His niece, British TV star Emily Attack, called Barnes the kindest and most talented man you ever could wish to meet. Rest in peace. And uh, Tariq and Christina L. Musa, who, you know, they had the show Flip or Flop. Well, their marriage is officially over. They finalized the divorce this Monday, a little over a year after they announced they were separating. Now, the couple went through a went through public with their decision to split in December of 2016, about seven months after police were called to their home following a report of a man leaving their Orange County, California property with a gun. Now, Tariq has since explained that he was the man carrying the weapon and said he only had it with him to protect himself from animals as he embarked on a hike. In their initial announcement, the HGTV personalities who were married for seven years made it clear they wanted to be courteous to each other throughout the divorce process. Now, Tariq and Christina, they have a seven-year-old daughter by the name of Taylor and a two-year-old son, Brandon. They continue to co-host their home improvement program, Flip or Flop, following the separation. The seventh season of the show concluded last August. Christina, who is uh, now 34, she had been romantically linked in recent weeks with British TV entertainer Ant Anstead. And is the quack coming back? Well, ABC Signature Studio is in early development for a series based on The Mighty Ducks, the film franchise, according to The Hollywood Reporter. A network is not yet attached to the series, but original uh, trilogy screenwriter Stephen Brill is reportedly working on a script in-house for ABC Signature. Emilio Estevez, who played Mighty Ducks coach Gordon Bombay, all three films, is not currently attached to the project. The Mighty Ducks was released in 1992 by Walt Disney Pictures and grossed $50.7 million domestically, despite being panned by critics. Two sequels, D2, The Mighty Ducks, and D3, The Mighty Ducks, followed in 1994 and 1996, respectively. This new project will be the second Mighty Ducks reboot after an animated uh, series, which featured an alternative universe with a planet populated by humanoid hockey-playing ducks. Aired on ABC and the syndicated programming block, The Disney Afternoon, for 26 episodes, starting in 1996. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, they have chosen the name Chicago for their newborn daughter. She joins four-year-old Northwest and two-year-old St. West. Now, reaction online were mixed. Some fans were convinced that Kim and Kanye were trolling them. Others weren't as critical of the name. Now, Kim and Kanye have reportedly been offered upward of $5 million by various websites and magazines to publish their first photos of Chicago West. Now, according to TMZ, taking a fee in exchange for photos of their baby girl would violate their morals. Kardashian was reportedly uh, inundated with multiple offers months ago and immediately rejected all of them. You know, um, some people had laughed at this comment because they said violate their morals. Well, you know, Kim lost her morals ever since she had uh, did that video that sex video with uh, Brandy's brother, Ray J. So it was laughable when they found out. But you know what? In due time, you know, everything. And and you never know. Maybe they wanted to be, they want to be the first to post it out there. Because, you know, Kim, she gets paid every time she posts a photo or quote on uh, Twitter or Instagram. So, you know, maybe she didn't want to mess up her money when it came to that. But, um yeah, everything in due time. Right now we have uh, 18 minutes left remaining in the show. 
I'm going to go ahead and take another break, and when we come back, I'm going to give you the last remaining stories for the day, so don't go anywhere. a 
like a if if I'm not mistaken, a ten million advance for starting this book. So we'll see. Also, uh, one-time Jersey Shore reality star Michael, the situation, Sarantino, and his brother, they pleaded guilty to tax charges last Friday in Newark Federal Court. The pair was slated to face trial next month on accusation related to nearly $9 million in money generated by the situation starring role on the classic MTV show. But they but. They reversed course this week in a letter to the U.S. District Court Judge Susan Weggleton, who indicated they wanted to change their pleas. Now, Sarantino faces up to five years in prison on his plea to one count of tax invasion. His kid brother, Mar, faces up to three years in prison for aiding in the preparation of a bogus tax return. The Garden State siblings admitted their guilt before the judge and each faced an additional $250,000 fine at their April 25th sentencing. Tarantino acknowledged concealing some of his 2011 cash earnings by making bank deposits of under $10,000 to stay off the IRS radar. While he said nothing to report, uh, while he didn't mention anything or said anything to reporters outside of the courthouse, Tarantino wasted no time plugging his upcoming participation in a Jersey Shore reunion show set for shooting in Florida. And Selena Myers will be back in business come summer. Veep will begin filming season seven in August, nearly one year after star Julia Lewis-Dreyfus announced she'd been diagnosed with breast cancer. Star Matt Walsh told Entertainment Weekly that since wrapping up her final round of chemotherapy, Lewis-Dreyfus has slowly been wading back into the acting waters and has participated in some table reads. The seventh and final season of the acclaimed HBO comedy was put on hiatus after the actress announced she had breast cancer in September, just one day after she won her record record-breaking six consecutive Emmy. Louis Dreyfus finished chemotherapy early this month, a milestone her two sons celebrated with a hilarious video set to Michael Jackson, Beat It. Her illness hasn't kept her out of the public eye. Louise Dreyfus has remained active on social media. Last Saturday, she shared a short video of her taking part in one of the many women marches that took place across the country. And Party of Five is returning soon to a TV near you, but this time with an immigration-focused twist. The 90 Fox drama about five siblings forced to raise themselves after their parents are killed in a drunken driver accident is getting a reboot that will center on a new set of siblings left to pick up the pieces after their parents are deported to Mexico. This is what Freeform announced last Thursday. The series' original creator, Chris Kessler and Amy Lippman, will uh, will write the pilot focused on the uh, Guendia's family. Family. Uh, Party of Five premiered on Fox in 1994 and starred Michael Fox, Scott Wolf, Nev Campbell, and Lacey Shepard as the Salinger siblings. The show ran for six seasons and tackled heavy topics such as substance abuse, domestic abuse, and cancer. Freeform won't be the only network to take on immigration by way of reboot. In October, the CW announced it's reviving a cult favorite, Roswell, with an immigrant focus. The sci-fi series about high schoolers living in a small New Mexico town that was the site of an infamous Roswell UFO incident is slated to be reimagined as the story of a daughter of undocumented immigrants who returned to the Mexico border town only to find her childhood crush is now a police officer and an alien. And nearly five years after a racism scandal rocked her career, Paula Dean is returning to the small screen. The butter-loving Southern Chef new series, Positively Paula, will air Tuesdays on RFD-TV and is syndicated nationally. Positively Paula is filmed inside Dean Home Kitchen and includes appearances from her family and friends with whom she shares recipes, meals, and more. One early episode featured a visit from her daughter-in-law, Claudia Dean. The pair shared a meal which, unbeknownst to the 70-year-old acclaimed cook was totally vegan. Positively, Paula airs Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. And Ed Sheeran found the perfect woman to spend the rest of his life with. The famous pop singer announced on Instagram last Saturday that he became engaged to girlfriend Sherry Seaborn just before the new year. Sharon, who's 26, knew Seaborn 
from their days as students at the Thomas Mill High School in Farmingham, England, and reconnected years later. The pair has been dating since 2015. The Grammy-winning singer said he loved, uh, his love inspired the, his song Perfect, where he praises a beautiful and sweet girl that he hopes to someday shares a home with. In an interview on Good Morning Britain in March of 2017, Sharon admitted he wanted to have kids once he wrapped up touring. Seaborn, who's 25, she attended Duke University in North Carolina, where she was a member of the women's hockey team. She reportedly lives here in New York before moving back to England to be with Sharon. And also one other note, they said that uh, Ed Sharon is thinking about retiring from music. Once he has he gets married and has a family, that's it for him. He's done. But a lot of people said that once he has his family, they think that they don't necessarily think he will retire. They think that his new life with the woman he loves and his children will inspire him to do more songs. So we'll see what happens. You know, never can you, you never can say never. You know, it's so easily for you know sports uh, athletes and and singers to say they're going to retire just to come out of retirement and then come back and then they hit the scenes again and everything is all right again. So we'll see. And the Van Jones Show is starting off in a star-studded way. The new CNN series, which debuted on January 27, will feature Jay-Z as the first guest on the show, hosted by activist and former Obama administration policy advisor. Uh, the rapper will help launch the series by discussing his latest album, 444, and activists. Now, the album is a real social justice classic, and uh, according to Jones, he said that he wanted to talk with Jay-Z about that, adding that they will also address topics such as economics and race. Now, Jones is a client of Jay-Z's through his entertainment company, Rock Nation. Jones will be using social media, live crowd interaction, and tape segments of visit with people across America in order to take a look at the trends shaping the upcoming 2018 and 2020 elections. According to Variety, the Van Jones Show will play opposite of Fox News Report on Fox News Channel. It will air on January 27 at 7 p.m. He previously worked on the network on a revival of Crossfire and a number of town hall programs. Jones also planned to launch another CNN series, The Redemption Project, about criminal justice later this year. And Dolly Parton is now the best in the world, twice. The legendary country singer earned two Guinness World Records, one for the most decades with a top 20 hit on the U.S. country song chart, and another for the most hits on the U.S. hot country song chart by a female artist. Dolly Parton, who turned 72 last Friday, oh, happy belated, Dolly. She earned her first top 20 entry with Something something Fishy in 1967, a remastered version of Jolene with a cappella group, Pentatonic, they debuted at number 18 on the list in 2016. Her six decades on the chart beat out artists including George Jones, Elvis Presley, and Reba McIntyre. And the people who tragically lost their lives at the music event during the past year will be com- uh, commemorated with a special segment at this month's Grammys. Uh, This is what the Recording Academy announced last Thursday. The tribute segment will feature a performance by country artists Eric Church, Marin Morris, and Brother Osborne, who were part of the Route 91 Harvest Music Music Festival in Las Vegas, where a gunman opened fire on the crowd last October. Approximately 22,000 people were in the audience of the outdoor Route 91 Harvest during Jason Aldean's performance when a gunman by the name of Stephen Paddock began firing into the crowd from a nearby hotel balcony, killing 58 people and injuring over 500 others. Church, who had performed earlier during the festival, told the Associated Press there's not a day that goes by since that day that he has not thought of it and thought of the people and the victims. The Las Vegas tragedy came near nearly five months after a May attack at England's Manchester Arena where a bomber detonated 
a an explosive device outside the venue after an Ariana Grande concert, killing 22 and injuring dozen more. The Grammy, which will be hosted by James Corden, takes place this Sunday on January 28th at New York City's Madison Square Garden. And uh, speaking of the the Grammys, you know, we're excited here in New York because this will make, let's see, I think this will make like the, I think this will mark the 46th consecutive year that the Grammys have been on CBS. And, you know, CBS has this uh, commitment in place to host the award show through 2026. The 2026, uh, and uh, they also said that this will make since it, this has been a while since the Grammys was telecast in New York City uh, since 2003, believe it or not. That's what, that was the last time the Grammys was aired. Uh, was uh, they had the Grammys here in New York City? Also, um, you know, American Next Top Bottle winner Nile DiMarco. He has a new job, and it will be a Broadway producer. The 28-year-old model, actor, Dancing with the Star champ, and deaf activist from Queens joined the producing team of the upcoming revival of the drama Children of a Lesser God. Mark Medoff, 1980 Tony Award-winning play, concerns the professional and personal relationship between James Leeds and his deaf former student, Sarah Norman. Joshua Jackson from The Affair and Lauren Ridloff from The Wonderstruck leads the revival, beginning, uh, they're going to be beginning previews on March 22nd at Studio 54. The 1986 movie adaptation starred William Hurt and Marlene Matlin, who won an Oscar for her performance. And Coachella isn't going rock and roll this year. The annual music festival released its lineup a couple of weeks ago, and it skipped top billing for rock's biggest name for the first time in history. The weekend will kick off the festival on April 13th and again on April 20th. Eminem will play April 15th and the 22nd. Beyonce, who had previously been announced as the headline act, takes the stage on April 14th and the 21st. She was supposed to play last year as well, but was forced to cancel due to her pregnancy. Other performers including SZA, St. Vincent, Portugal the Man, Ham, Migos, and Carly B. Wow. Well, right now uh, we have a minute left in the show. I'd like to thank everyone who tune in and listen. And uh, also, if you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and it will send you a reminder. Also, make sure you check us out on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, That will do it for me for this week. Make sure you tune in for the 60th annual Grammy Awards that will take place right here in New York City on Sunday, January the 28th at their new time, 7.30 p.m., 4.30 Pacific time. Well, you guys stay safe, have a great weekend, and I will talk to you next time. Take care.